Hey, thank you for pressing play on another episode of It's Always Personal. My name is Wood. You can check me out on Instagram at waterbed underscore reg. Uh, You can check out some of my content on the Pay Me No Mind YouTube channel. And uh, that's that. (laughs) Uh, I would appreciate it if you uh, do rock with the podcast or check it out here and there. Uh, Wherever you listen to it, if you are able to rate or leave a review for the podcast, I would appreciate that immensely. Uh, Specifically speaking to anybody listening to this on Apple Podcasts, the Apple Podcast app definitely would appreciate it if you took the time to uh, rate the podcast hopefully a 4 or 5 star rating and then uh, to leave a quick review Uh, it's as simple as sending a a text to um, you know a loved one significant other son daughter mom or dad it's really that simple and again that would be appreciated greatly uh, you know it just allows me to, it, it, it allows others to know about the podcast for people that are looking for you know scrolling down looking for podcasts ones that have ratings and reviews it helps people with similar interests find it possibly it also is it provides me with feedback uh, you know it's always personal it's kind of a lifestyle podcast I did have uh, a guest interview in the uh, in the can this week for this show, but um, I didn't want to kind of didn't want to tie that person to the rest of everything else I'm getting ready to talk about with regards to a lot of uh, what happened this week across the country. And then just the subject matter in general. I didn't really want to tie that to who I did speak to last week. And I'm kind of a week behind with the interview. That's why um, I I live stream some of these interviews on the Pay Me No Mind YouTube channel. And, um, you know, you could participate in those live streams if you wanted to ask the the guest questions and whatnot. Uh, But I'm doing some things over there. And then I try to come back and uh, include them into the it's always personal podcast uh when possible so that's kind of that this so with 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 that said um again you know the the events this week the ongoing (laughs) life in america for some of us or a large number of us but um definitely the big hitter this week in terms of stories and headlines was the uh, the verdict of the George actually the Derek Chauvin case which was uh, centered around the killing murder of uh, George Floyd he was found guilty on all three charges that were against him I'm not going to try to overwhelm you with with uh, the legal detail of that um, 
you know, this isn't a CNN podcast or NPR podcast. I'm not trying to lose a lot of time and getting all of that. He was found guilty. Uh, there was a um, what an involuntary or unintentional some charge. There was a second degree manslaughter, I believe, and maybe a third degree manslaughter. Something. You can <laughs> believe me if you Google it, you can't not know about it. Um, but I want to give my reactions to the to the to my reaction to the verdict. Uh, I want to talk about stuff like uh, first take on ESPN with Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman uh, on the day of the verdict or the next morning, I believe, which may have been Thursday. A teenager in Columbus, I'm, I'm in Dayton, Ohio, a teenager in Columbus was shot and killed by a police officer, a Columbus police officer. And, you know, we were immediately thrown back into this constant, you know, this, this, this constant uh, headline in police brutality and police involved shootings. A couple days before the verdict, a 20-year-old man in Minneapolis, in the Brooklyn Center neighborhood, Dante Wright was shot and killed by Officer Kimberly Potter, a former officer. She resigned. That chief of police in Brooklyn Center also resigned after this incident. A couple thoughts. I'm going to have a couple thoughts on Dante Wright and his shooting. Uh, Brett Favre, NFL Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, uh, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, you know, he has endorsement deals out there, commercials, TV ads and whatnot. Um, get hit on that really quickly. I have some thoughts about a Joy Reid. So some, some thoughts that I had with her. And then 50 Cent. In the midst of all of this, uh, 50 Cent is moving forward and in, 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 uh, readying his new series, Black Mafia Family, um, which is going to detail Big Meech. I can't remember Demetrius's last name, but Big Meech and BMF, which is basically, you know, right in, right in the lane with uh, Snowfall being based on Ricky Ross. But this obviously is a direct tie to uh, Big Meech. And I'll bring all of this together. I'm going to try to keep this relatively short, but it is a lot to uh, to look at. Um, The verdict. I'm going to be honest I was listening to the defense attorney put together his closing statements. One thing that jumped out to me, I don't know if it was true or not, but obviously, you know, he brought in all of the different type of experts and medical people and, and, and he did his best on behalf of his client in, in, uh, Derek Chauvin. But one thing that he mentioned during his closing, uh, his closing argument was 
that there was no damage. There was no sign of bruising. Um, you know, there was no signs of trauma or whatever on the neck area of George Floyd. And um, I'm like, damn, really? Like that, that doesn't even sound possible. Um, but I, I thought from that, you know, that that could be enough for reasonable doubt. And at least for one person in, in, in the jury of 12 to be, to hold on to that and to not go along with the, with the, um, you know, the evidence. That was one thing that stood out to me. Obviously that didn't, that, that didn't factor into it because he was found guilty on all three things. You know, the funny thing here is not even funny. An interesting thing here is I, I thought we got the result and the verdict that a lot of us thought was just and agreed with based on what we saw uh, Now the court process where they have to go through all of these details and again, watching a show like bull or all rise, you know, when it's, when it's done on TV and in movies and it's a five minute court case, they just did this in the undoing on HBO. Uh, your honor was another show, a courtroom drama when it happens on here, you know, and everything is, uh, is scripted. And they don't have, you know, they don't have four weeks to do a movie. When it happens in this two-hour package or this hour and 45 minutes, hour and 30, it, it's all seamless and, it, and, 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 and it's a lot different in, in real life. One thing that I thought about was the situ- the, that scene in, um, in, uh, back in the day in A Few Good Men where uh, Kevin Bacon made a point about... Uh, he made a point about the red code red and he had the, like the, uh, the, the Marine Corps manual or whatever. I can't remember what the name of it was. And he told the, uh, the, 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 uh, the person that was being questioned. I don't remember if that was Cuba Gooden jr. Or another guy, but he said, can you look in this book? Every, he said, everything that you do as a Marine is in this book. Correct. He said, well, can you look in this book and point? It was the white guy. I can't remember his name, but I think the white guy was on the stand. And he said, can you point in this book and tell me where Cold Red is? And he couldn't. And he and Kevin Bacon made his point. And then he went to go walk and sit. He went to go sit down. And Mahaffey, I think was his name, Tom Cruise. He's like, uh, whatever, cross-examination and, you know, or rebuttal or whatever. And as Kevin Bacon was going to sit down with the book, Tom Cruise snatches the book out of his hand and goes up to that, to the, to the witness and says, can you point in here where it tells you how to go to chow or where the mess hall is? Like, again, if you look in this book for everything, tell me where it says it, it, it instructs you about going to eat. And the dude was like, hell I don't it's not in there you just go with everybody else or you you follow you know you you figure it out and the point was made that the code red doesn't appear in that book but it's for real and then 
child and the whole activity of going to eat doesn't appear in that book but you eat every day and he went and sat down and 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 that was great tv that was a great that was great cinema that was great movies movie making or storytelling but this stuff doesn't happen anything like that it's a stark contrast that's an understatement it's a stark contrast to how this plays out in real life a look at these closing arguments two and three hours of, of for a closing argument on bull benny is the attorney on there i believe this shit happens in like three minutes three and a half hours and then I wasn't even aware of this, but for the prosecution to come back and be able to respond to the closing argument of the defense team and and again point out why everything they said was trash, I was like, I ain't never even seen no shit like this. And again, I've said this in previous weeks. Um, that's another thing here that like a lot of us don't even understand the uh, the the process. The procedure of any of this shit And we didn't care None of us A lot of us watching this We didn't care anything enough about law To go and become lawyers And to pass the bar And and, 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 and to represent clients and, and be We didn't even care about this shit But now that this case is put in front of us We all want to be armchair lawyers And one thing that I saw out there, you, you've seen Candace Owens, amongst many, and then even some of my coworkers and, and people in my circles who, you know, and, 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 the, and the comments on a post on Facebook and whatnot. And it's, um, you know, that, that Chauvin received this unfair trial and he shouldn't have been tried in the city or in the city limits or whatever they should I think that's a change of venue or something is the correct term or the the, the, the the legal term and we've seen that before you know you the, the belief is that you can't get a uh, a fair trial in, in locally because of the details and what everybody the preconceived notions and, and, and how what everybody's watched it on TV and all that stuff and, and, a, and a defense attorney can move the can request for the trial to be moved somewhere else so that the client gets you know a fair shake so to speak but in the thing it is what I would say to the people that were on that side and the Candace Owens as being one of the loudest voices uh, at what point is it unfair to the to the person that lost their life at, at what point is that person not getting a fair shake at them receiving some kind of justice and how they lost their life. Another thing is like, is there no merit to a city or to a judge or the system saying, Hey, this shit happened in our city limits. We should be able to address our own. We should be able to clean up our own shit. We should be able to have our own house in order. And as a judge, you should be able to, to to officiate this and make sure that, you know, all the boxes are checked and it's done correctly. And there's a focus on the facts and there's a focus on the instructions of what the jury has to go by to, to arrive at their final conclusion, their verdict. 
And again, something that seems to be lost in all of this as people moved to go to, to, to their to take their side and to argue one way or the other. Derek Chauvin chose to insert himself in in all of our lives and everybody that was watching this trial. He he made a decision that day. What was that? March twenty fourth or May, whatever that was in 2020 he made a decision in that moment to make himself a part of everybody's lives that was watching this shit he could have avoided all of this and he probably realizes this when you see his eyes going back you know side to side as the verdict is being read he could have threw this motherfucker in the back of the car and, been, and went on about his day I don't even think it was his case to write up or his his uh, arrest to write up or none of that shit. This was avoidable. He made it what it was and what it became. Um, You know, uh, the, the, again, some people were on this shit taking cues from... Uh, their political commentators that they listen to the channels, you know, the networks that this was not a political matter for me. This was one particular case that was put in front of me. It, it, it was, it was brought to my attention. I paid attention to it somewhat. I didn't watch all of these witnesses, 45 witnesses or whatever. I didn't listen to all of the the closing arguments and go over this shit with the fine tooth comb. I'm comfortable that the people involved did their jobs. Even the the uh, the defense attorney, the prosecutorial team. Again, a lot of I just wonder, like, what's the uh, what's the level of? Uh, I just get it bugs me out how people get vested in some of this shit. And even, I, you know, I saw the, the video of the family uh, celebrating. And I, I, who am I to sit here and tell them how I would have responded, how I would have acted when I heard the... When, but it was like, it was it was funny if you look at next week when we watch the draft and some of these kids go in the top five or the top ten or the number one overall pick. It was a similar reaction to two totally different scenarios. But I didn't sit here and um, at home, you know, working from home, I didn't sit here and jump up and down like when I was watching a few weeks ago when I was watching Michigan in March Madness. That was not the reaction that I had for this. I listened to it. It is what I agreed with, Where you know, what should have been the outcome. And I went, I continued on working. It isn't like I'm sitting here like this is middle finger to America, middle finger to white America, middle finger to Chauvin, middle 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 finger to my co-workers who all, you know, had some shit that offended me on Facebook. And it, it, I, hey, you had and then it was two things you had this. You had the one side talking about the appeal and that the, the, the shit that the judge said at the last minute about Maxine Water and that, 
waters and that he gave the defense their appeal and that stepped over bounds and it was it was that group and then on the other hand it was the black people that like immediately they were on to the next shit this means nothing we got to uh we got to do this and fight for this and this and and, and this and this, this doesn't mean nothing it's like god damn i mean Y'all, this shit is never ending. And this is what I'm saying for myself. Like, how? I don't know. I, you know, I can only get invested in this stuff to a certain de- a certain degree. And I, I got to go on and live my fucking life. Because a lot more individuals, in my opinion, and I'll get to this in just a second, got to figure out a real fucking way to avoid being in these situations. Real talk. We asking a lot, and I'm, I'll get to this with the Bryant situation. You asking a lot of a very fucking imperfect world, a very imperfect fucking country. You asking a lot and putting yourself in certain situations and thinking that a favorable outcome can happen. You ask, we, you, you're asking a lot. Um, and then, so, like I said, with the, with the black people who were sitting here talking about, you know, this means nothing and what's next. And the, the, the ironic thing is that what's, you know, the next incident came almost immediately. Like I said, with, with Dante, Wright, Immediately with Makia Bryant. Um, Makia Bryant, real head scrap, a real head scratcher. CBS News showed me some shit that morning. I don't even know what the, I don't, I didn't even know what I, what I saw. The video, the portion of the video that they showed, in my opinion, it seemed like they showed enough for people who wanted, who want, who would react a certain way, who would blow the fuck up. They showed you what would allow you to go out and blow the fuck up. I didn't know what I was watching based on that. One person who went and blew the fuck up. The right's favorite target. Clay Travis of Outkick.com, Outkick, the coverage radio show, Fox Sports, and Candace Owens, their favorite person, their favorite brother, their favorite black person, their favorite lib LeBron James lost his shit. Went out and and, and made a tweet saying that you're next with regard with uh with regards to the officer that shot Makia Bryant. And then he said hashtag accountability, which was what was like the new phrase coming out of the verdict was like this isn't justice, this is accountability. Like nothing is never enough in this country. A guilty the guilty verdict was didn't mean shit. Like we gotta make we gotta find the next shit and stomp out, stamp out, you know, XYZ. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but but LeBron goes and puts out this tweet and put the photo up there. I don't even know how the fuck he got this, <laughs> which maybe is to the to the people on the right, the conservatives, maybe to that team team right maybe that speaks to their point that it's some people helping LeBron I don't fucking know 
don't really care. This is my thing with the writing. I keep saying this. LeBron might have 50 million followers or whatever. I don't know a motherfucker who likes LeBron, to be honest with you. In most of my circles, I don't know anybody who really fucks with LeBron. I don't know anybody who really rocks with LeBron. The only person that I know that loves LeBron James is fucking Nick Wright. That's it. <laughs> Most of the people that I know don't even really rock with LeBron too tight. So just to me, it seems like Candace and Clay Travis really put a lot of energy into a guy without really understanding, without fully understanding what his what his social significance and what his level of influence is. LeBron put took down the uh the post. He knew he fucked up. Like I said, I saw that CBS video at 7:30-ish that morning. And I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. 9:30, maybe 10:15, I see the next 3 to 5 to 6 seconds of that shit. And I went on about my day. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, Makia Bryant. I'm, I, it's unfortunate that you lost your life. Maybe four bullets was three too many or two too many. Young sis, I don't know what the fuck was going on. I don't, you know, I, hey, again, I'm not an expert in all of this shit. I don't have to answer for all of this shit. I don't have to have an opinion for all of this shit. I don't have to go out here. And address the world Influence the world Change the world Or fight for anything On all of this shit I'm not obligated to do it I got into it with some people On Wood Actor Wood Harris's Instagram account Wood Harris said That there was no knife involved There was no weapon involved This is what he said On his tweet On his Instagram post He said something The police lied That young woman did not have a a weapon. All I said was, hey, I couldn't make out what was going on. This was before I saw the rest of the video. All I said was, um, I couldn't make out one thing, anything one way or the other. But what they showed you was that she charged all, all that they all that CBS's morning show showed you was that the girl came towards the police officer. Then the video went off. So from that moment. Yeah, a lot of people rushed snap judgment and rushed to say what that what they saw on that didn't warrant the use of deadly force. So I said, hey man, I, I couldn't make out one thing. I didn't even see the knife in that shit. The two white guys on the on the good morning show, or the morning show on CBS, they said whatever, and I'm like, hey, I, I didn't see I didn't see shit. And so all I told all I told Wood Harris was it appears that a weapon was involved. Man, that was the most comments. That was the most replies and interactions I've ever received from any fucking thing I've ever said on Instagram. Shit blew me away. And it was people, it was it was other black people coming for me. By the end of the 30 something replies that I had, basically I support racist police officers and doing whatever they want to do against black people. That was, that was, that was what came from me just pointing out that Wood Harris was incorrect and inaccurate in stating that there was no weapon. 
And being a little tired of all of this shit, I don't even curse on Instagram, but I, I had to tell one brother, go fuck yourself, okay? Like, I don't, I don't know what, what, what you, just from what I said, which was nothing very uh, substantive, but I told a brother, you know, you're not going to hold Wood Harris accountable for inaccurate information. And I'm pointing out that there was a weapon. There appeared to be a weapon in the in the middle of that scene. And you you're coming for me. What kind of fucking weirdos are y'all? Um So this this so the thing is this though. I again, I don't know anything. I don't really know a whole lot about policing. Uh to to really speak with a lot of authority on the matter. Um what I will say is looking at the the dash cam footage or the the, the body cam footage as the neighborhood that that police officer was driving into, it wasn't like he was driving into Nickerson Gardens. She was seen in a bunch of rap videos. And I believe training day might've been the neighborhood. This, this wasn't like driving into Marcy projects, Cabrini greens, uh, Queens bridge shit from clockers. This wasn't like driving into that type of environment. Um, the people that were standing around the adults that were there, uh, or the, the individuals that were standing around, like it didn't seem like, you needed to go directly to the firearm. Uh, but later on, like I said, around 10 a.m., 10, 15 or 9, 45, whatever, when I see the girl up against the car about to be stabbed potentially, and I see Bryant leaning on her, that girl's chest and like with her hand in a motion where she could have getting, could have been getting ready to stab her. It's almost like we're on some we're looking at this from some Marvel shit. Like the police officer could have been, could have spit some web, some Spider-Man web shit over at her and like, uh, trapped her up against the car with, with his web, you know, with his web shooter or whatever. And then she could have been stuck there, you know, paused in, in motion unable to move because because she was behind this spider web shit that he shot out like he showed up with the tools that he had to sh- that he had some people said taser huh i don't know man i heard i got into it with another brother i said you know he probably could have let off a couple warning shots and probably could have could have paused everything Dude told me you don't want to shoot up in the air because the bullets can come down and hit somebody. I was like, man, what the fuck world am I in? Really? Now we can't. You, <laughs> I didn't mean the motherfucker shoot straight up in the air to where the bullet would come right back down. I just meant, you know, maybe at a 70 degrees or 50 degrees with his arm, you know, maybe off to the side. He could have shot off into the air and and, and the sound of the gun. I fuck it. I was like, let me let me get off of here. But again, I, we see these these this shit on TV and in these movies, and there's all these solutions for this shit. And and like I said, everything that Tony Stark and and all these and and people might think that this shit can really happen. But um, the one thing that's being lost here, in my opinion, though, is that like you know, 
or we're being told we're being led to believe that cops is out here killing motherfuckers that's that's what the word is right so again for all of these individuals for Dante Wright like for you to try to run away from the cops and get in your car at that particular moment Jacob Taylor in Kenosha Wisconsin trying to walk away from five cops and like what are y'all doing another dude another brother just killed Andrew Brown Jr. in um, North Carolina trying to drive away after this warrant was being served and was shot and killed like what are y'all doing Well, you, you have some, re, we have some responsibility in doing, in, in managing these situations so that we are alive after, after you encounter the police. I mean, you asking a lot of an imperfect world with a, with a lot of bunch of, with a lot of uh, imperfect individuals a lot of imperfect processes a lot of imperfect training a lot of a lot of imperfection to get you home safely so what pissed me off again with uh clay travis and uh you know the the uh yeah just let's stick with clay clay travis some dude on his website on outkick some cat named greg couch goes out here and and calls LeBron to task because of his tweet. Only thing is LeBron went and tried to clean up his shit. And they included the tweets in the article where LeBron said, Hey, in so many words, it's amazing when these individuals become ignorant, when they want to play dumb and don't want to, and want to act like they can't comprehend what somebody was saying. LeBron said, hey, we got to put anger. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, hey, you know, rushing to anger and and allowing anger to control what you say or how you say things and and, in your actions. uh, We got to be more responsible than that. And he said an important thing is to gather all the, the details and the facts before rushing out to speak on stuff. That's what he said. Again, um, for these people to be writers and to sit here and kind of and, and really be intellectually dishonest or play dumb, uh, it wasn't that hard to understand what LeBron was was saying. But to, but and then on, on the same token, to sit there and, and criticize LeBron like he can't, like he's illiterate, uh, you know, to talk like. Again, how do you, how do all these individuals, these professionals, how do you sit here and like try to compare yourself to LeBron or to to uh, attack him and his intelligence, his intellect? Like that's a good look. He's a fucking athlete. And the majority of us just look at him as a motherfucker that plays basketball. I don't listen to LeBron for shit. I mean, what when do these people understand that who the fuck is out here taking cues 
from LeBron James on anything. But that's their argument. Then I look up like this Greg Couch has won all kind of awards and shit. I'm like, man, this article that you have, this this opinion piece that you have, this op-ed that you have, these these uh you jump into these different conclusions and assumptions that you included. Like this article is trash, bro. This is a fucking Facebook post. This is a fucking tweet. A, a four or five part tweet is what this is. Y'all get paid? I mean, you allowed to pay some bills and shit and, and earn a living writing this shit? Clay Travis talks about LeBron and, and this Makia Bryant shit, but he, he, didn't, he didn't really stop and acknowledge anything about the incident, about the verdict. When he was coming for LeBron and talking about George Floyd, he ain't never acknowledged that at the end of the day, LeBron's issue with Derek Chauvin proved to be correct by the, which was validated or, or verified or confirmed by the guilty verdict. And stop and say shit about that. And you can read my longer posts on this on Instagram at waterbed underscore reg. Uh, I got I had some more thoughts out there on this Clay Travis thing and outkick.com versus LeBron James. And just basically um it's a, it's it's really just it's a game. You know, it's an unfortunate game that and you can look in the comment sections and see the, and you see the same names, you see the same commenters and it's all on this libs, lib shit, libtard shit, uh, oligarch, the oligarchy. It's like, man, y'all, y'all live in a, y'all live in an interesting world where all of this shit is that important to you all. Same token, I just finished looking, listening to Tiffany Cross on the Cross Connection, man. They got a million fucking issues on that show. <laughs> so they got a million things that the gover- that government needs to fix, that that uh, elected officials need to fix. Like they can't do enough. Like enough cannot be done. Like I said, man, it's a very imperfect world, man. This is a very fucked up world for a lot of people. It is. Again, you as an individual, how much can you sit around and be invested in? It was a um ironically, um my wife received a uh she's a transplant recipient. Organ. Uh, instead of a donor, she's a donee. So back in 2006, I want to say, um, but, uh, this building down at on, 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 on Ohio state's campus, they used to have pre COVID. They used to do this annual, um, gathering for all the donees at, you know, that they have like a renowned, uh, transplant, uh, program at Ohio state. 
And so she would, we would go every year and and they had this luncheon and they would talk about their, you know, positive cases, um, donate life, how important it is, you know, so on and so forth. And I always go when I stand in that, as a Michigan fan, you know, I kind of bristle a little bit at being in this building. It's, it's a couple of Brutus statues of Brutus in there and whatnot. Um, but it was a picture yesterday on somebody's Instagram page where that whole building was fucking full of students wanting to protest about the shooting of Makia Bryant. And they were saying that they wanted Ohio State to break away from the, the whatever relationship they have with the Columbus Police Department as a result of that shooting. Um, and that's what they had these demands or whatever. And I'm like, did, did y'all watch the shit that I watched? Did you watch the video or did? did... <sighs> okay. Um, uh, Dante, right. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of that out of, uh, uh, just because of the time, but, um, very unfortunate situation. Um, we can go into the whole thing, how officer, former officer Potter, 26 year veteran, how she didn't know she was holding her service weapon versus a taser. We can, we can, we can, we can spend time on all of that. Um, the one thing that just in that situation, the one thing that stands out to me is the different public figures who go out and tweet immediately and basically set the tone or they create the narrative or they influence people really just react you know LeBron's reaction to Derek Chauvin that's just like a black man any rate that's what any, the, the average black man was, was saying that day when they watched that video but it's because these people are as prominent as they are and they have these these followings when you rush out to go speak and I, I understand what Trey Clav, uh, what Trey Clay Travis is saying Although he, he he said that LeBron put a, a a bounty basically on the officer's head and he endangered. Look, look, let's let's keep it. Let's let's be honest. No black person was going to attack a police officer because LeBron showed this picture. And it's because and I said this in my Instagram post, you know, if you even start walking to a fucking car, a police car. Looking somewhat aggressive. It's going to be some bullets for your ass. Okay. Like. (laughs) It's it's really not that simple. Like and black people are not that ignorant. And we like I said another thing for Clay Travis. Like they said nothing about. Donald Trump in his last one of his last acts as the president. They, they said nothing about January 6th and what the response was to the marching orders that they were given to go basically storm the fucking Capitol building and do what they did. Like you couldn't have got, you couldn't have, you couldn't have been, couldn't nobody could have influenced thousands of black people to go do that shit. Let's be honest. But, um, 
and she was just on she was just on the episode but um Madeline Woods she was tweeting I mean she was making uh, Instagram posts immediately about the Dante Wright situation and calling it murder I think I think she used the word murder said that she knew what she was doing the officer Kim Potter knew what she was doing it was intentional and I'm just like eh. I watched the video too it's it's a bad situation but how can you speak that definitively on what on what we all saw and heard that's 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 I'm a little I'm a little I, I'm, I'm glad I don't I, I'm glad I only got shit if I got 240 uh followers on instagram it might be for real followers who actually interact with me um and 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 you know and madeline woods's account isn't even like the most poppinous you know instagram account and whatnot but i mean there are there's michael smith there's michael holly i'll get to them in just a second there are these different stephen a smith there are these different people that when they speak You know, that's it's some interesting positions to jump to. Um, speaking of Stephen A. Smith and brother from another, the podcast, Instagram, I don't know what the, this podcast with uh sports writers, sports broadcaster, sports personalities, Michael Holly and Michael Smith, formerly of his and hers and ESPN. And everything, all the years of work that Michael Smith did over there. Uh, they had an issue with Brett Favre who came out and said um, he didn't feel. He said something like, I'm, I, I, I'm having a hard time thinking that Derek Chauvin intended to kill, intended to murder um, George Floyd. Stephen A. Smith said his thing. I watched uh, Holly and Smith go off on it. Um, you can find their YouTube. They have a YouTube channel as well as an Instagram account. Brother from Another is the name of the show. You can put two and two, two and two together and find it. Um, again, on both sides, Clay Travis, Candace Owens, Madeline Woods, Stephen A. Smith, Michael Smith, Joy Reid, Tiffany Crawley. Like, It's, I don't think it's productive or positive to, to, to speak on all of this shit and get vested in, and get invested in all of this shit. Smith talked about it. Michael Smith said that he was, he, he, he thought, you know, he said that, you know, early in his career, he thought that Brett Favre was the GOAT. Um, And now he, you know, he's, he basically doesn't want to hear anything that Brett Favre has to say. And this, you know, pissed him off. He was offended by this, yada, 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 whatever. Um, it's, it's just no surprise to me that, cause I got, I have coworkers that I, you know, I have people that I, I, I work with, have worked with people that I know, you know, uh, it's other people that are in the world, in the circles that you move in, that just may not have the same 
look or outlook or viewpoint towards certain things as you do. I could understand the no, I could it, it's not a shock to me that that Brett Favre would look at an officer of the law and a, and a badge and a poli- the police uniform, the figure of a police officer that figure like that uh figuratively speaking you know that that individual in american society and i didn't like i didn't even go find the audio snippet to get the real context of what he was saying because i could that's what i'm i could imagine him saying hey you know i'm struggling to think that an officer pulled up to the scene exited his car in his mind and i'm not even trying to defend this dude it was, it was an ignorant statement again speaking up speaking out on some of this shit ain't safe ain't safe for some people again i'm not gonna lose my shit over everything that's said though like you, you can sit here and take this strong stance against Brett Favre now I never fuck with Brett Favre again I never support Brett Favre again on nothing that's kind of what white people did a lot of white people did with Colin Kaepernick because of the stance that he took is it not Is it not? Like, I don't know. Um, this I did, this wasn't one of my notes, but I did. Uh, I did. Uh, it did. It was part of this week's fallout from the case. Uh, the the, the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, uh Twitter account. There was a, you know, the team is black and silver. There was a black and white, white writing on a black background. There was a post after the verdict was read that said, I can breathe for 2021, the date. So that was Tuesday. Um, They talked about the, They talked about this on first take. With, with uh, Harold Bryant I believe is the writer That they brought on for this um, The thinking was That The Raiders Or the, the owner Mark Davis I believe is his name That he was um, Making fun Of the whole I can't breathe Thing and when police Or law enforcement Blue Lives Matter type people when encountered the NBA t-shirts and the I can't breathe t-shirts for a while, their hashtag was, I can breathe. That was with the Eric Garner situation. So they were saying when this, when this tweet went out, the thinking was that the Raider ownership Raiders on ownership was speaking on its disagreement with the guilty verdict for Derek Chauvin. 
And Harold Bryant came on the show on first take and, and talked about this. And he had a problem with it. And he felt that ownership was, that's what he, he felt. That's what the, uh, what the, what the tweet meant. Stephen A said, he just thought, he just thought they were, he didn't think it was anything negative about it. So what, what came out from the organization from Mark Davis was that he was just saying he was following up on what filling up Philanese, the brother of George Floyd. He said, my family, we can all breathe now because of the guilty verdict. And so Mark Davis was like, I was just saying I can breathe along with the family that the right thing happened. So Mark Davis was like, I refuse. I'm not taking down the tweet. I know what I meant. And the tweet will stay up. We're not taking it down. And I saw this brother who who podcasts. He put it on his uh, Instagram on his Instagram page and was like, fuck the NFL. Fuck the Raiders. He's been on the NFL. He's been he's uh been boycotting the NFL ever since the shit happened two or three years ago or four years ago with Kaepernick. And I'm like, okay, well, bro, I mean, did you even look into the new, the the latest and greatest on this story? I mean, did you, you don't, you don't even factor that in. And then he had five people that responded to his, his Instagram post, all saying, fuck the NFL. And this is why I don't fuck with the NFL. And it's like, I'm looking at them. Like you all just seem like idiots to me. Um. Yeah, it it could be construed either way. My thing, though, I'm looking at it like I don't know if a if a, if an owner, if a team owner of one of these franchises, it's probably a three million, three billion dollar franchise, three to four, three to five billion dollar franchise, especially with the new building, the new uh. Stadium out there in Las Vegas it's, it's probably a five billion dollar franchise right now. Is, is probably the valuation of the of the franchise. I don't know if I don't know if you go out there to make that statement to express that you disagreed with the verdict. I don't know if you go put out a tweet like this. I'm very confident that you would be removed from ownership within 30 days you would be forced to sell that team within 30 days in my opinion they they probably have to legally go look into the the, the charter or the, the the collective bargain whatever the fuck they gotta go look at it legally to see what they can do but i'm imagining that if you put that type of tweet out there and have and share that type of response similar to Don, similarly to donald sterling you probably lose your franchise I don't think you go and do you might call your buddy. You Mark Davis might call his golf buddy. He might go call Jerry Jones or whoever the uh, uh, you know Arthur Blank or Richard uh, uh Bob Kraft or what yeah Bob Kraft. He he might go call a number of different friends or peers and say, you know, whatever whatever. But to go and tweet that can't be that dumb. New building, hoping they didn't get to have fans in there last year because obviously, uh, but things could change this 
upcoming season, you would, and I don't even know what the number of black people is in, in, in Las Vegas, you know, like who could be out there protesting, but you can't tell me that the shit storm that you would bring on yourself, even traveling to other places, to other, your, your road games, it would be all kind of shit out there. If you, if, if you meant it in a negative way. The fact that he left a tweet up to me was not, uh, it's not no colonizer shit, no alpha elite power, whatever the fuck the phrase is. I don't know. It's not indicative of that to me. I think he left it up because he said what he, 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 he gave you a definition or the, the an explanation of what it meant. And he's standing by it. The family was there has been communication, I believe, between the Floyd family and Mark Davis and Philanese uh, uh, Floyd accepted the apology for the misunderstanding and accepted the, the explanation that he was just that Davis was agreeing with the family that he could breathe because just he felt like justice had been carried out. Justice prevailed. So that's just that. Um, Joy Reid posted something about uh, it was a response to the Makia Bryant shooting or killing. Um, she went into this post. She went and had a post going into you know the level of force that's quickly resorted to when blacks are involved um like there needs to be this training there needs to be this 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 deprogramming there needs to be a defunding there needs to be a new approach you know a social worker should accompany um something something you know these tax dollars these communities where the people are over policed where they're they're assessed all of these different fines and whatnot and and these revenue this is looked at as a means of generating revenue by issuing all of these tickets it was again man this shit is this shit is complicated and I just told Flo, uh, Joy, like, hey, you know, but, but why aren't you, why aren't you encouraging black people to pursue jobs or strongly consider pursuing jobs in these communities, these police to becoming in? Why aren't you encouraging blacks to become police officers to police their own communities? Like, why are you expecting this this white person that you don't want? policing the community and and not picking up on all these cues and not understanding the subtleties and the idiosyncrasies of the people they're policing okay well why not encourage black people to become police officers why not encourage black people to take advantage of these 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 job opportunities and this taxpayer money that's who pays the police why don't, you, why don't you encourage black people to join the police forces so that when you pull up to the scene that we saw 
in the Makia Bryant video, like maybe maybe a black officer would have had a different response to all of that shit. I don't know what the fuck was going on with the dude who kicked the female down. I didn't hear no out. I didn't hear anybody really coming for that individual. One of the things that I saw in this Joy Reid thing was. What was his name? Kyle Rittenhouse, the teenager who was. Who went over from Illinois into Wisconsin after the Kenosha thing, I believe. And he shot two individuals, shot and killed two individuals, maybe shot a third. Uh, But he walked to the police with his AR-15 type uh, rifle or whatever he or his just his rifle. That's another argument that I saw out there by a lot of white commenters on Facebook on the local station that was reporting this. It's an argument now that assault rifles don't exist. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? What? Some more shit we got to argue about? Uh, okay. Um, but it was like Rittenhouse uh, was was allowed to turn himself in. Dylan Roof, you know, the, the Burger King shit. Um, but why... Why would you use four bullets on Makia Bryant and Rittenhouse could just walk up to police and, um, you know, whatever. I don't know if he was taken into custody or whatever the fuck, but is that a one to one comparison? Really? I mean, maybe there were reports out there about the shooting, about Kyle Rittenhouse shooting people at that particular time but he walked towards them waving to the police and he had his rifle like down yeah one of those chest straps or whatever that shit is called that you see them tactical fuck i don't know how what you call that shit but he didn't walk towards them with the rifle like raised or like he was targeting any of them he he waved at them and was and I'm just trying to make heads of sense of some of this shit, but that's not a one-to-one. Those are different situations, right? Maybe. I don't know, man. Um, so we're a little over our, what else was I getting ready to get to? So like I said, man, uh, after all this shit, cause the whole thing, you know, going back to clay Travis, um, and, and talking about LeBron and, and they they Clay Travis quickly went to, you know, LeBron speaks out on this Makia Bryant situation, but he doesn't say anything when 93% of the deaths of black deaths and black murders occur at the hands of other black people. But the NBA doesn't go to skip it. They don't skip a game or threaten to skip a game. When, for instance, you know, some drug dealing, some drug related shooting or terror gang related gang territory related situation involved or results in a death. The NBA doesn't. They don't have any activities, no charities, no, you know, they don't go to stop a game or not play when there's when, you know, when a random figure in the inner city dies. 
Fair point. Honestly, and I was just, I'm looking at this um, right now, Michael Rappaport. He's been going through this. He's been on this shit for like three or four weeks now, ever since he when he shared the uh, the instant messages or the text messages from Kevin Durant about whipping his ass or he was a bitch ass or something. But Michael Rappaport, with his whole Stay Disruptive campaign, he just shared something in the last day or so. Um, this is at Michael Rappaport. 1P Rapper R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T um, But he said early Friday in his, in his caption He said early Friday morning A 17 year old boy no In parentheses no idea of his race Was shot and killed behind a New York City Home Authority N-Y-C-H-A Building about 10 minutes away from Barclays Center no idea of the race or sexuality of the killer who's still on the loose. That's in parenthesis. Hours later, the Nets, he tagged them at Nets, went on to play in Barclays Center and defeated the Celtics. There's been no mention of this killing by NBA at NBA. He tagged them who prides itself on social justice reform. The killer is in the streets. Approximately 60% of homicides are solved. So basically, you know, Michael Rappaport is saying, you know, y'all talk all this shit. Y'all make, y'all take all these stances and have all these, y'all got social justice uh, hashtags and sayings on the back of, not this season, but in the bubble. And y'all, y'all, they were, the NBA was going, was going to sit out. They weren't going to play if there was a, a not guilty verdict in the Floyd case and Rappaport is saying what the fuck you ain't saying nothing about this kid who was killed down the street from Barclays Center somebody else in this in the comments section said that the building is actually like 35 minutes away from, it's not 10 like that really matters but this is what the this is what the countering you know, the counter argument is and, and the, the anti-LeBron shit is that you only speak on the police killings, but but you and the rest of the NBA, you guys don't do anything about violence in the inner cities. And what I'm just saying is, and, and now at the end of all, everything that I've been discussing, one thing that came out this week was that 50 Cent is moving forward. He's, uh, what's her name, Soraya, that was on Empire. Uh, somebody else it was two other actor, actors who have been tabbed to be a part of a black mafia family it's a series that I believe is coming to stars and I, again you know I go back to what I said last week about Snowfall and Franklin saying like again everything that we have going on in the community the last fucking thing that we need it seems like the last fucking thing that we would need is another damn show glorifying street crime and organized street crime. And at the end of the day, what this is, is going to be glorifying big meat, uh, big meat and inspiring the next motherfucking criminal, you know, criminal mastermind out there.
I would lean towards watching the show. See how fucked up I am? I would I would lean towards watching the show. If it wasn't for the fact that what happened with power and the goofy ass way that they glorified this type of this subject matter. Real quick, I just watched this show, uh, Mayor, the Mayor of East Town. Featuring uh, starring um, Kate Winslet. I kind of love the show after the pilot episode. And I'm just saying, man, I, I just got I, I'm probably going to skip out on this shit, to be honest with you. I just had a brother on fate on uh, YouTube ask me about doing some videos with him talking about some shows. And I'm like, and of course, he wanted to talk about all this street shit. And I'm thinking to myself, like, ah, bruh, I'm probably going to pass on that. I don't enjoy. And as moving forward in my life, like, man, I got to I got to break away from all this bullshit. Like, if you can't sit down and write a fucking TV show and give me some entertaining, suspenseful drama and it doesn't involve black people killing each other over drugs and territory and, and shit like that. I probably got other stuff to watch. I guess I'm just not into that type of uh, reality or authenticity. I give me something else, man. I mean, shit. Uh, very last thing. So good luck to 50 cent. And though my, my aunties and them that's looking forward to the next crime drama and whoever the fuck stars, um, whoever plays big Meech that they all fall in love with and root for and want to see outsmart the police and ignore the fact that this motherfucker is enslaving people with drugs and ordering the killing of other individuals so that the empire can expand. Ah, I'm probably out. Yeah. Dude on uh, YouTube was like, yeah, we can talk about, um, queen of the South. The Mayans, I, I, I haven't watched neither one. I watched parts of Queen of the South early on, and then I got away from it. Um, but he was like, yeah, you know, Power Book 2. And I'm like, bro, you haven't said one show I'm interested in yet. Um, sp- to, to close this one out, man, um, I skipped over this. But first take, on Wednesday... After the verdict was read, (laughs) part of the reporting, quote unquote, part of the reporting on Outkick.com and part of Clay Travis's platform has been about the dwindling popularity of ESPN and the impact of wokeism wokeness and woke sports like nobody basically no white people want to watch that shit I, I, you know I kind of understand where they're coming from there's a show on the HBO right now called Kill All the Brutes it's about white supremacy and yada 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 it's a tough year for white people <coughs> excuse me and as people have been stuck in the house it's a million shows talking about white people was on some bull. I, I get it I hear you <laughs> Damn Those getting dry uh, So first take the day after 
I was amazed being that I'm working from home. I was taken aback that the entire show, I believe, was devoted to discussing the verdict. And I'll say this. They put out the story on Monday night that the team, the NBA, had there had been statements or press releases that bracing for basically the wrong verdict, you know, not guilty. And there being some subsequent unrest, turmoil in the city, in Minneapolis, and possibly across the country, that the NBA was was uh you know was was prepared for their not you know to 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 pull games from the schedule and for expecting teams and players not to play so when there was a guilty verdict and the teams went on and played Tuesday Tuesday night why the fuck the next day Wednesday morning why the fuck does first take spend the entire day talking about the case and the verdict like that's what court tv was for that for people that was in it that like i said if you was if you didn't move on once the verdict was read like me i moved on from the shit to a degree if for anything else that i wanted to hear i would go to court tv but shit everything had pretty much been said and then the verdict came out and what it was I get the fuck on with my life they open the show on first take whatever what's her name Molly Karim Rose Jalen Rose's wife um Stephen A what, what, what are your what is your takeaway what is your opinion on what is your reaction to the to the guilty on our I'm like, okay, well, surely, you know, Stephen A does his thing. Then they throw it to Max Kellerman. Who might be like, looked viewed at as a traitor or some shit. <laughs> for, 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 for whatever, for his views on the shit. And then I'm like, okay, they waste, they, they spent 25 minutes on that or whatever. And then the rest, like I said, the next, they bring in Howard Bryant. They bring in uh, and maybe even in the in, in get up on ESPN, Ryan Clark, um, so, so whoever the other you know usual suspects, and it's just like why is this a fucking sports story? I'm with Clay Travis and these guys. And the thing is, like I said, if you let Dominic Fox work. On, on, on get up but again if you sit here and spend four five six hours of, of tv and there's people just weighing in on the same subject as you're hearing other people say shit and give their opinion like well let me one up him let me one up him let me one up her let me say more let me point let me think of something unique to say and then we get to the sixth hour and it's like, man, somebody, it's, a, it's somebody that's ran out of new shit to say. And it's like, fuck all this. We're going to hold all white people accountable. And, and, and somebody go take shit too far. And it's just like, oh, what this, what the fuck? I mean, I don't know, bro. 
Um, and like I said before, man, it's this constant expectation to speak your mind and, and check people and put people in their place and, and, and basically just check somebody and, and I'm going to speak my mind again. Does it help? Does it does it change anything with the with the with the crime in the inner cities and in and in the inner city communities and uh, are, does does any of that shit really help those people? And at some point, like when you just continually preach to the choir, like. I could imagine a bunch of white people just went hey, 20, 10, 15 minutes in, turn away from this shit. I don't want to hear this shit. I wasn't Derek Chauvin. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't kill, uh, this is the average white guy. I didn't fucking kill George Floyd. I just wanted to know what the fucking MVP race was doing today or who was getting drafted. So all, all of this shit just becomes a shit show, man. And like I said, how much time do you spend on this shit, man? What's a what's a reasonable amount of time? When can you look at some of these details and think what the fuck you want to think and form your own opinion on some of this shit? Uh, last two things before I get off of here, man. Um, again, you know, when talking about a Clay Travis and and and, and some of the people on the right. Um, how come they don't speak on anything like these anti-protest laws in uh, Florida? You know, where like now you can legally just drive over a you can drive through a crowd of protesters. You just drive through the motherfuckers if they blocking you. Like you really write a law to allow other citizens to kill, to allow citizens to kill other citizens with vehicles. And we saw this in the Charlottesville situation when the dude drew, drove through there. And it's just very weird what some of these laws, what they're actually, what they are uh, legalizing. Yeah, that's, that's fucking weird to me. No comments from any of them on the voting laws changes in Georgia. They don't say shit about that. And then you you just supposed to ignore the fact of what community or the members of what community this shit affects. Like, why don't they just make a law that the voting locations, why don't you just ban those locations being able to have power? Maybe, maybe ban that the fucking doors need to be unlocked by 10, 10 a.m. <laughs> Just ban voting locations from all indoor st- or structures, all, uh, you know, all buildings that can house people cannot be established as voting locations. Like, just make some sweeping shit that just basically outlaws voting. And then black men, a lot of black men who don't want to vote, don't want to pay attention to the process. 
and just want to get on YouTube and, and, and podcast and shit and think that voting doesn't it doesn't matter and being a part of the process and understanding what's going on just don't have any beliefs in how this shit gets done and it's being done the way these laws are being passed right in front of your face and then to sit here and ignorantly say on some of these platforms voting doesn't matter how the fuck do you think the people got in place to put these laws on the books somebody voted them in and then when the room was all fucking stacked then they sat around and put together these laws Uh, the other thing the whole stop Asian hate campaign a couple weeks ago hashtag stop Asian hate Clay Travis and these guys and Candace Owens they never I, I never heard stop all hate or there's no such thing as hate you never saw anything you never saw any response to this shit So anyway, this senator, um, this is just how bugged out this shit is because the, the George Floyd policing bill is all held up, but, um, what's her name? This senator from, um, Maisie Hirono. And Representative Grace Ming. Maybe it was. Yeah, those two. They put together this. And I guess it's because it's COVID 19 related. Uh, but this shit got passed. This bill got passed. Um, Anti Asian hate crimes. To add more teeth to this shit. And to protect, you know, Asian Americans and, and whatever that other acronym that's out there API AAPI or something um but this 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 measure was passed in the, by the Senate 94 to 1 with only Mr. Hawley out of uh, Missouri voting against it the George Floyd related law is all tied up and then let's be honest it's tied up because of qualified immunity which protects police officers when shit goes wrong it's um qualified immunity and chokeholds two of the major things there so just like this shit is just sitting and this shit was this was um introduced and voted on in the House of Representatives like last and this is what I'm saying when we don't even pay, we don't stay uh and I see Caitlyn Jenner announces run for California governor okay um but this is what I say when we don't stay involved in what's going on and when thing as things are happening and we focus on this other shit Like I said, is 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 where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your energy? What do you focus on? 
um, it, it, it gets it gets to be challenging. Anyway, man, I, I tried to keep this shit short. So with it being an hour and twenty some minutes, I'm gonna get on off of here. This might go up as a bonus uh, a bonus uh, episode, and I may get the, the episode that I was planning to do with my guest. I might throw that one up later on today as well. Um, I'm definitely not trying to be insensitive to Dante Wright, to Makia Bryant. Um, but some of this, some of this, a lot of this stuff is very complicated. Living with others and working, working and living with others is very is, is very complicated not to mention that these individuals with this conservative shit like nothing's being said about these mass shootings they obfuscate all of that too and what the fuck is going on with these with a lot of these white cats that's mad as fuck out here doing shit. I mean you know out here Taking their anger out on unsuspecting citizens across the country. But it, you know, it's argument. Like I said, this shit that I saw that are that assault rifles don't exist. Like, oh, okay. That's what that's what the argument, that's what the counter argument is on this. And I know it's something about one the one squeeze one squeeze of the trigger is one bullet and so I, again man it's a lot of uh the number of freedoms and the type of the level of freedom that we have that in this country um it's it's just challenging a very imperfect ass world you know to to check and correct itself so anyway, man, with that said, let me get on out of here. My name is Wood. Hey, do you do your best? Shit. That might be the, the only way I can close this shit out, man. Do you in all things, do your best. Let me get on out of here. Stay safe. Live your life. And try to have a great week. Be out. <laughs>